my son. Write this first book. Both for humanity's sake and for piety towards God. For there can be no religion more true or just than to know the things that are and to acknowledge thanks for all things to him that made them. Which thing I shall not cease continually to do. What then should a man do, O oh father, to lead his life well, seeing there is nothing here true? Be pious and religious, O oh my son, for he that doth so is the best and highest philosopher, and without philosophy it is impossible ever to attain to the height and exactness of piety or religion. But he that shall learn and study the things that are and how they are ordered and governed and by whom and for what cause or to what end will acknowledge thanks to the workman as to a good father, an excellent nurse and a faithful steward. And he that gives thanks shall be pious or religious, and he that is religious shall know both where the truth is and what it is, and learning that, he will be yet more and more religious. For never, O oh my son, shall or can that soul which while it is in the body lightens and lifts up itself to know and comprehend that which is good and true slide back to the contrary, for it is infinitely enamored thereof, and forgetteth all evils. And when it hath learned and known its father and progenitor, it can no more apostatize or depart from that good. And let this, O son, be the end of religion and piety, whereunto when thou art once arrived, Thou shalt both live well and die blessedly, whilst thy soul is not ignorant whether it must return and fly back again. For this only, O oh son, is the way to truth, which our progenitors traveled in, and by which, making their journey, they at length attained to be good. It is a venerable way and plain but hard and difficult for the soul to go in that is in the body. For first must it war against its own self, and after much strife and dissension, it must be overcome of one pot. For the contention is of one against two, whilst it flies away and they strive to hold and detain it. But the victory of both is not like for the one hasteth to that which is good, but the other is a neighbor to the things that are evil. And that which is good desireth to be set at liberty, but the things that are evil love bondage and slavery. And if the two parts overcome, they become quiet and are content to accept of it as the ruler but if the one be overcome of the two, it is by them led and carried to be punished by its being and continuance here. This 
O son, the guide in the way that leads thither, for thou must first forsake the body before thy end, and get the victory in this contention and strife for life. And then thou hast overcome, return. But now, O my son, I will thy heads run through the things that are. Understand thou what I say, and remember what thou hearest. All things that are, are moved. Only that which is not, is unmovable. Every body is changeable. Not every body is dissolvable. Some bodies are dissolvable. Every living thing is not mortal. Not every living thing is mortal. That which may be dissolved is also corruptible. That which abides always is unchangeable. That which is unchangeable is eternal. That which is always made is always corrupted. That which is made but once is never corrupted, neither becomes any other thing. First, God. Secondly, the world. Thirdly, man. The world for man, man for God. Of the soul, that part which is sensible is mortal, but that which is reasonable is immortal. Every essence is immortal. Every essence is unchangeable. Everything that is, is a double. None of the things that are stand still. Not all things are moved by the soul. But everything that is, is moved by a soul. Everything that suffers is sensible. Everything that is sensible suffereth. Everything that is sad rejoiceth also, and is a mortal living creature. Not everything that joyeth is also sad, but is an eternal living thing. Not every body is sick. Every body that is sick is dissolvable. The mind in God Reasoning in man, reason in the mind, the mind is void of suffering, no thing in a body true, all that is incorporeal is void of lying, everything that is made is corruptible, nothing good upon earth. Nothing evil in heaven. God is good. Man is evil. Good is voluntary or of its own accord. Evil is involuntary or against its will. The gods chose good things as good things. Time is a divine thing. Law is humane. Malice is the nourishment of the world. 
time is the corruption of man. Whatsoever is in heaven is unalterable. All upon earth is alterable. Nothing in heaven is servanted. Nothing upon earth free. Nothing unknown in heaven. Nothing known upon earth. The things upon earth communicate not with those in heaven. All things in heaven are unblameable. All things upon earth are subject to reprehension. That which is immortal is not mortal. That which is mortal is not immortal. That which is sown is not always begotten. But that which is begotten always is sown. Of a dissolvable body, there are two times. One from sowing to generation. One from generation to death. Of an everlasting body, the time is only from the generation. Dissolvable bodies are increased and diminished. Dissolvable matter is altered into contraries, to wit, corruption and generation, but eternal matter into itself and its life. The generation of man is corruption. The corruption of man is the beginning of generation. That which offsprings or begetteth another, it is itself an offspring or begotten by another. Of things that are, some are in bodies, some in their ideas. Whatsoever things belong to operation or working are in a body. That which is immortal partakes not of that which is mortal. That which is mortal cometh not into a body immortal, but that which is immortal cometh into that which is mortal. Operations or workings are not carried upwards, but descend downwards. Things upon earth do nothing advantage those in heaven, but all things in heaven do profit and advantage the things upon earth. Heaven is capable and a fit receptacle of everlasting bodies, the earth of corruptible bodies. The earth is brutish. The heaven is reasonable or rational. Those things that are in heaven are subjected or placed under it, but the things on earth are placed upon it. Heaven is the first element. Providence is divine order. Necessity is the minister or servant of providence. Fortune is the carriage or effect of that which is without order. The idol of operation, a lying fantasy or opinion. What is God? the immutable or unalterable good. 
What is man? An unchangeable evil. If thou perfectly remember these heads, thou canst not forget those things which in more words I have largely expounded unto thee. For these are the contents or abridgment of them. Avoid all conversation with the multitude of common people. For I would not have thee subject to envy, much less to the ridiculous unto the many. For the light always takes to itself that which is light, but the unlike never agrees with the unlike. Such discourses as these have very few auditors, and peradventure very few will have, but they have something peculiar unto themselves. They do rather sharpen and wet evil men to the maliciousness. Therefore, behooveth to avoid the multitude and take heed of them as not understanding the virtue and power of the things that are said. How does this mean, O oh Father? Thus, O oh Son, the whole nature and composition of those living things called men is very prone to maliciousness and is very familiar and as it were nourished with it and therefore is delighted with it. Now this white, if it shall come to learn and know that the world was once made and all things are done according to providence and necessity, destiny or fate, bearing rule over all, will he not be much worse than himself, despising the whole because it was made? And if he may lay the cause of evil upon fate or destiny, he will never abstain from any evil work. Wherefore, we must look wearily to such kind of people that being in ignorance, they may be less evil for fear of that which is hidden and kept secret. The second book, Pomander. My thoughts, being once seriously busied about the things that are, and my understanding lifted up, all my bodily senses being exceedingly holden back, as it is with them that are very heavy of sleep, by reason either of fullness of meat or of bodily labor. Methought I saw one of an exceeding great stature and an infinite greatness call me by my name and say unto me, what wouldest thou hear and see? Or what wouldest thou understand to learn and know? Then I said, who art thou? I am, quoth he, Pomander, the mind of the great Lord, the 
most mighty and absolute emperor. I know what thou wouldst have, and I am always present with thee. Then said I, I would learn the things that art, and understand the nature of them and know God. How? said he. I answered that I would gladly hear. Then he, have me again in thy mind, and whatsoever thou wouldst learn, I will teach thee. When he had thus said, he was changed in this idea or form, and straightway in the twinkling of an eye, all things were opened unto me, and I saw an infinite sight. All things were become light, both sweet and exceedingly pleasant, and I was wonderfully delighted in the beholding of it. But after a little while, there was a darkness made in part, coming down obliquely, fearful and hideous, which seemed unto me to be changed into a certain moist nature, unspeakably troubled, which yielded a smoke as from fire, and from whence proceeded a voice unutterable and very mournful, but inarticulate, insomuch that it seemed to have come from the light. Then from the light, a certain holy word joined itself unto nature, and out flew the pure and unmixed fire from the moist nature, upward and high. It is exceeding light and sharp and operative withal, and the air which was also light followed the spirit and mounted up to fire from the earth and the water, insomuch that it seemed to hang and depend upon it. And the earth and the water stayed by themselves, so mingled together that the earth could not be seen for the water. But they were moved because of the spiritual word that was carried upon them. Then said Pomander unto me, Dost thou understand this vision and what it meaneth? I shall know, said I. Then said he, I am the light, the mind, thy God, who am before that moist nature that appeareth out of darkness, and that bright and lightful word from the mind is the Son of God. How is that? Quoth I, thus replied he, Understand it, that which in thee seeth and heareth the word of the Lord, and the mind, the Father, God, differeth not one from the other, and the unison of these is life. I thank thee, 
dwell the light in thy mind and know it. When he had thus said, for a long time he looked steadfastly one upon the other, insomuch that I trembled at this idea or form. But when he nodded to me, I beheld in my mind the light that is innumerable and the truly indefinite ornament of the world and that the fire is comprehended or contained in or by a most great power and constrained to keep its station. These things I understood, seeing the word of Pymander, and when I was mightily amazed, he said again unto me, Hast thou seen in thy mind the archetypal form, which was before the interminated and infinite beginning? Thus Pymander to me, But whence, quoth I, or whereof are the elements of nature made? Pymander, of the will and counsel of God, which taking the word and beholding the beautiful world imitated it and so made this world by the principles and vital seed or soul-like productions of itself. For the mind being God, male and female, life and light brought forth by his word Another mind, the workman, which being God of the fire and the spirit, fashioned and formed seven other governors, which in their circles contained the sensible world, whose government or disposition is called fate or destiny, straightway leaped out or exalted itself from the downward-born elements of God, the word of God into the clean and pure workmanship of nature, and it was united to the workman mind, for it was consubstantial, and so the downward-born elements of nature were left without reason, that they might be the only matter. But the workman mind together with the word, containing the circles and whirling them about, turned round as a wheel his own workmanships and suffered them to be turned from an indefinite beginning to an undeterminable end, for they always begin where they end. And the circulation or running round of these, as the mind willeth, out of the lower or downward-born elements brought forth unreasonable or brutish creatures, for they had no reason, the air flying things and the water such as swim. And the earth and the water was separated, either from the other, as the mind would, and the earth brought forth from herself such living creatures as she had, four-footed and creeping beasts, wild and tame. But the father of all things, 
The mind being life and light brought forth man like unto himself, whom he loved as the proper birth, for he was all beauteous, having the image of his father. For indeed God was exceedingly enamored of his own form and shape, and delivered unto it all his own workmanships. But he, seeing and understanding the creation of the workman in the whole, would needs also himself fall to work, and so was separated from the Father, being in the sphere of generation or operation. Having all power, he considered the operations or workmanships of the seven, but they loved him, and everyone made him partaker of his own order. And he, learning diligently and understanding their essence and partaking their nature, resolved to pierce and break through the circumference of the circles and to understand the power of him that sits upon the fire. And having already all power of mortal things, of the living, and of the unreasonable creatures of the world, stooped down and peeped through the harmony, and breaking through the strength of the circles, so shewed and made manifest the downward-born nature, the fair and beautiful shape, or the form of God, which when he saw having in itself the unsatiable beauty in all the operation of the seven governors and the form or shape of God, he smiled for love as if he had seen the shape or likeness in the water or the shadow upon the earth of the fairest human form. And seeing in the water a shape, a shape like unto himself, in himself he loved it and would cohabit with it. And immediately upon the resolution ensued the operation and brought forth the unreasonable image or shape. Nature presently laying hold of what is so much loved did wholly wrap herself about it, and they were mingled, for they loved one another. And for this cause, man above all things that liveth upon earth is double, mortal because of his body, and immortal because of the substantial man. For being immortal, and having power of all things, he yet suffers mortal things, and such as are subject to fate or destiny. And therefore being above all harmony, he is made and become a servant to harmony. And being hermaphrodite, or male and female, and watchful, he is governed by and subjected to a father that is both male 
and female and watchful. After these things I said, Thou art my mind, and I am in love with reason. Then said Pymander, This is the mystery that to this day is hidden and kept secret. For nature being mingled with man brought forth a wonder most wonderful. For he having the nature of the harmony of the seven, from him whom I told thee, the fire and the spirit, nature continued not, but forthwith brought forth seven men, all males and females and sublime, or on high according to the natures of the seven governors. And after these things, O Pymander, quoth I, I am now come into great desire and longing to hear. Do not digress or run out. But he said, Keep silence, for I have not yet finished the first speech. Behold, I am silent, Pymander. The generation thereof these seven was after this manner, the air being feminine and the water desirous of copulation, took from the fire its ripeness and from the aether spirit, and so nature produced bodies after the species and shape of men. And man was made of life and light into soul and mind, of life the soul, of light the mind. And so all the members of the sensible world continued unto the period of the end, bearing rule and generating. Hear now the rest of that speech thou so much desirest to hear. When that period was fulfilled, the bond of all things was loosed and united by the will of God for all living creatures, being hermaphroditical or male and female, were loosed and united together with man and so the males were apart by themselves, and the females likewise. And straightway God said to the Holy Word, Increase in increasing, and multiply in multitude all you in my creations and workmanships, and let him that is endued with mind know himself to be immortal and that the cause of death is the love of the body and let him learn all things that are. When he had thus said, providence by faith and harmony made the mixtures and established the generations and all things were multiplied according to their kind. And he that knew himself came at length to the substantial.
every way substantial good. But he that threw the air of love, loved the body, abideth wandering in darkness, sensible suffering the things of death. But why do they that are ignorant in sin so much that they should therefore be deprived of immortality? Paimander, thou seemest not to have understood what thou hast heard. Peradventure I seem so to thee, but I both understand and remember them. Paimander, I am glad for thy sake if thou understoodest them. Tell me, why are they worthy of death that are in death? Because there goeth a sad and dismal darkness before its body, of which darkness is the moist nature, of which moist nature the body consisteth in the sensible world, from whence death is derived. Has thou understood this aright? But why? Or how doth he that understands himself go or pass into God? Pinand, that which the word of God said, say I, because the father of all things consists of life and light whereof man is made. Thou sayest very well, Filthy works, 
and wicked and envious and covetous and murderous and profane, I am far off giving place to the avenging demon, which applying unto him the sharpness of fire, tormenteth such a man sensibly and armeth him with more to all wickedness that he may obeyeth the greater punishment. And such a one never ceaseth, having unfulfillable desires and unsatiable concupiscences, and always fighting in darkness, for the demon afflicts and tormenteth him continually, and increaseth the fire upon him more and more. Thou hast, O mind, most excellently taught me all things as I desired. But tell me moreover, after the return is made, what then, Pymander? First of all, in the resolution of the material body, the body itself is given up to alteration and the form which it had becometh invisible and the idle manners are permitted and left to the demon and the senses of the body return into their fountains being parts and again made up into operations and anger and concupiscence go into the brutish or unreasonable nature, and the rest striveth upward by harmony, and to the first zone it giveth the power it had of increasing and diminishing. To the second, the machination or plotting of evils and one effectual deceit or craft. To the third, the idle deceit of concupiscence. To the fourth, the desire of rule and unsatiable ambition. To the fifth, profane boldness and headlong rashness of confidence. To the sixth, evil and ineffectual occasions of riches, and to the seventh zone, subtle falsehood always lying in wait, and then being made naked of all the operations of harmony, it cometh to the eighth nature, having its proper power, and singeth praises to the Father with the things that are, and all that they are present rejoice and congratulate the coming of it and being made like to them with whom it converseth. It heareth also the powers that are above the eighth nature, singing praise to God in certain voice that is peculiar to them. And then in order they return unto the Father and themselves deliver themselves to the powers, and becoming powers they are in God. This is the good 
and to them that know to be deified. Furthermore, why sayest thou, what resteth but that understanding all men? Thou become a guide and a way leader to them that are worthy, that the kind of humanity or mankind may be saved by God. When Pymander had thus said unto me, he was mingled among the powers. But I, giving thanks and blessing the Father of all things, rose up, being enabled by him, and taught the nature of the nature of the whole, and having seen the greatest sight or spectacle. And I began to preach unto men the beauty and fairness of piety and knowledge. O ye people, men, born and made of the earth, which have given yourselves over to drunkenness and sleep and to the ignorance of God, be sober and cease your surfeit, whereto you are allured and invited by brutish and unreasonable sleep. And they that heard me come willingly and with one accord, and then I said further, Why, O men of the offspring of the earth, why have you delivered yourselves over unto death, having power to partake of immortality? Repent and change your minds, you that have together walked in error, and have been drunken in ignorance. Depart from the dark light. Be partakers of immortality and leave or forsake corruption. And some of them that heard me, mocking and scorning, went away and delivered themselves up to the way of death. But others, casting themselves down before my feet, besought me that they might be taught. But I, causing them to rise up, became a guide of mankind, teaching them the reasons how and by what means they may be saved. And I sowed in them the words of wisdom and nourished in them with ambrosian water of immortality. And when it was evening, and the brightness of the same began wholly to go down, I commanded them to give thanks to God. And when they had finished the thanksgiving, everyone returned to his own lodging. But I wrote in myself the bounty and beneficence of Pymander, and being filled with what I most desired, I was exceeding glad. For the sleep of the body was the sober watchfulness of the mind, and the shuddering of my eyes the true sight, and my silence great with child and full of good and the pronouncing of my words 
blossoms and fruits of good things. And thus came to pass, or happened unto me, which I received from my mind, that is, Pymander, the Lord of the Word, whereby I became inspired by God with the truth. For which cause, with my soul and whole strength, I give praise and blessing unto God the Father. Holy is God, the Father of all things. Holy is God, whose will is performed and accomplished by his own powers. Holy is God, that determineth to be known, and is known of his own, or those that are his. Holy art thou, that by thy word has established all things. Holy art thou, or whom all nature is the image. Holy art thou, whom nature hath not formed. Holy art thou, that art stronger than all power. Holy art thou, that art greater than all excellency. Holy art thou, who art better than all praise. Accept these reasonable sacrifices from a pure soul and a heart stretched unto thee. O thou unspeakable, unutterable, to be praised with silence, I beseech thee, and I may never err from the knowledge of thee. Look mercifully upon me, and enable me, and enlighten with this grace those that are in ignorance the brothers of my kind, but thy sons. Therefore, I believe thee, and bear witness, and go into the life and light. Blessed art thou, O Father. Thy man would be sanctified with thee, as thou hast given him all power. The third book, The Holy Sermon. The glory of all things, God and that which is divine, and the divine nature, the beginning of things that are. God and the mind, and nature, and matter, and operation, or working and necessity, and the end, and renovation. For there were in the chaos, an infinite darkness in the abyss, or bottomless depth, and water, and a subtle spirit intelligible in power, and there went out the holy light, and the elements were coagulated from the sand out of the moist substance. And all the gods distinguished the nature full of seeds 
things were interminated and unmade up. The light things were divided on high. And the heavy things were founded upon the moist sand. All things being terminated or divided by fire. And being sustained or hung up by the spirit they were so carried. And the heaven was seen in seven circles. And the gods were seen in their ideas of the stars, with all their signs, and the stars were numbered with the gods in them. And the sphere was all lined with air, carried about in a circular motion by the spirit of God. And every god by his internal power did that which was commanded him, and there were made four-footed things, and creeping things, and such as live in the water, and such as fly, and every fruitful seed, and grass, and the flowers of all greens, and which had sowed in themselves the seeds of regeneration, as also the generations of men to the knowledge of the divine works and livelier working testimony of nature, and a multitude of men, and the dominion of the things under heaven, and the knowledge of good things, and to be increased in increasing, and multiplied in multitude. And every soul and flesh, by the wonderful working of the gods in the circles, to the beholding of heaven, the gods, divine works and the operations of nature and for the signs of good things and the knowledge of the divine power and to find out every cunning workmanship of good things. So it beginneth to live in them and to be wise according to the operations of the course of the circle gods and to be resolved into that which shall be great monuments and remembrances of the cunning works done upon the earth, leaving them to be read by the darkness of times. And every generation of living flesh, of fruit, seed, and all handicrafts, though they be lost, must of necessity be renewed by the renovation of the gods and of the nature of a circle moving in number for it is a divine thing that every world temperature should be renewed by nature for in that which is divine is nature also established the fourth book the key yesterday's speech O Asclepius, I dedicate it to thee. This day's it is fit to dedicate to Ta, because it is an epitome of those general speeches that were spoken to him. God, therefore, and the Father, and the good, O Tat, have the same nature, or rather also the same act and operation. For there is one name or appellation of nature 
and increase which concerneth things changeable, and another about things unchangeable, and about things unmovable, that is to say, things divine and human, every one of which himself will have so to be, but action or operation is of another thing, or elsewhere, as we have taught in other things, divine and human, which must here also be understood. For this operation or act, as his will and his essence, to will all things to be. For what is God and the Father and the good, but the being of all things that yet are not, and the existence itself of those things that are. This is God. This is the Father. This is the good, whereunto no other thing is present or approacheth. For the world and the Son, which is also a Father by participation, is not for all that equally the cause of good and of life to living creatures. And if this be so, he is altogether constrained by the will of the good, without which it is not possible either to be or to be begotten or made. But the father is the cause of his children who have a will both to sow and nourish that which is good by the sun. For good is always active or busy in making, and this cannot be he in any other, but in him that taketh nothing and yet willeth all things to be. For I will not say, O Tad, making them, for he that maketh is defective in much time, in which sometimes he maketh not, as also of quantity and quality. For sometimes he maketh those things that have quantity and quality, and sometimes the contrary. But God is the Father and the good, in being all things, for he both will be this, and is it, and yet all this for himself, as is true in him that can see. For all things else are for this. It is the property of good to be known. This is good, O Tat. Thou hast filled us, O Father, with a sight both good and fair and the eye of the mind has almost become more holy by the sight or spectacle. I wonder not at it, for the sight of good is not like the beam of the sun, which being a fiery shining brightness maketh the eye blind by the excess light, gazeth upon it, rather the contrary, for it enlighteneth and so much increaseth the light of the eye, as any man is able to receive the influence of this intelligible clearness. For it is more swift 
and shock to pierce, and innocent or harmless withal, and full of immortality, and they that are capable and can draw any store of the spectacle, and sight do many times fall asleep from the body into the moist air and beauteous vision, which things Celius and Saturn are progenitors obtained unto. I would we also, Father, could do so. I would have could, O son, but for the present we are less intent to the vision and cannot yet open the eyes of our minds to behold the incorruptible and incomprehensible beauty of that good. But then shall we see it when we have nothing at all to say of it? For the knowledge of it is a divine silence and the rest of all the senses. For either can be that understands that understand anything else, nor he that sees that see anything else, nor hear any other thing, nor in some move the body, but shining steadfastly upon and round about the whole mind it enlighteneth all the soul and loosing it from the bodily senses and motions it draweth it up from the body and changeth it wholly into the essence of God for it is possible for the soul O son to be deified while yet it lodgeth in the body of man if it contemplate the beauty of the good. How dost thou mean deifying father? There are differences, O son, of every soul. But how dost thou again divide the changes? Hast thou not heard in the general speeches that from one soul of the universe are all those souls which in all the world are tossed up and down as it were and severely divided? Of these souls there are many changes, some into a more fortunate estate and some quite contrary, for they are which are of creeping things, are changed into those of watery things and those of things living in the water to those of things living upon the land. And airy ones are changed into men. And human souls that lay hold of immortality are changed into demons. And so they go on into the sphere or region of the fixed gods. For there are two choirs or companies of gods one of them that wander, and another of them that are fixed. And this is the most perfect glory of the soul. But the soul entering into the body of man, if it continue evil, shall neither taste of immortality, nor is partaker of the good. But being drawn back the same way, it returneth into creeping things, and this is the condemnation of an evil soul.